The Business Travel Podcast, brought to you by The Business Travel Magazine. Hi, my name is Beth Ferris and I'm the editor of The Business Travel Magazine and I'd like to welcome you to our latest Business Travel Podcast. Today I'm checking in with Sarah Wilson, who is CEO at Ace Travel Management. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Beth. How are you? I'm good, thank you very much. Yes, very well. Where are you speaking to us from? Well, I'm actually speaking to you from my new house in a little tiny village called Mistley, which is as far north Essex as you can go without um, swimming to Suffolk. Um, And just a very, very short walk from the smallest town in England, which is Manningtree. And um, I've been here since the 25th of June. So I'm not totally unpacked yet, but I'm really, really enjoying it. Oh, fantastic. And are you one of the people that moved in the, in the pandemic because you could work remotely and you took advantage of that? Variety of reasons. That's one of them also. Downsizing due to the pandemic and costs and so forth. Uh, the right time for me to move with my family um, and, um, and having a change. Yeah. And so, and so you say you have you have family. Give me, give me just a quick sort of thirty second summary of, of you, Sarah. Let's start with that. Okay. Um, so I have a, a daughter and a son, um, and a grandson as well. So it's just the four of us. My daughter and grandson live in Chelmsford, uh, and at the moment, my son is living with her. Um, he didn't want to. Well, he has moved to Missy with me, but he's he's sort of staying in between at the moment and, ha- and how, old is um, your, how old is your grandchild he's he's four. Oh, fantastic and what's his name tyler tyler and how has he coped with the lockdown because i guess he would have well he's got all he's known i guess really pretty much actually yes so when we went into the first lockdown the children all of them were well my son was living with me anyway and the other two came to to live with me so it's the four of us and um, I was just working flat out the whole time. Um, we just lost my father just before lockdown, literally just before lockdown, Sorry. sort of funeral one day, crisis management in the business the next, which was horrendous. <sighs> so uh, we had a lot going on and they were, you know, it was great having all of the kids around me and they just kind of took over the house and, and the food and the cooking and the shopping and the walking the dog and looking after Tyler while I was just ensconced in, you know, work crisis management, really. Oh, that's fantastic. You had, so you had your family there and they, were, and they were doing all the cooking and the cleaning and looking after you. That's good to hear. Not, not quite all the cleaning, but that's another story. But yeah, certainly uh, their cooking skills increased. <laughs> so in a way, it's quite nice to have your grandchild there during the, the, the yeah. Lockdown. It was, it was, it was, yeah, it was. Um, where I lived, we had a big garden and in in a nice village, so you know we couldn't go out and do anything, but we had lots of lovely walks and um, garden for him to bounce around in and did stuff like that. Oh, lovely! And, and you say you had a you say you have a dog. What kind of dog do you have? I've got a little dog called um toto uh as in wizard of oz and uh he's kind of the company mascot as well sometimes he used to come into the office with me and and charity walks with us and things um and he's a a cross between a a jack russell and a chihuahua 
Oh. Much to everyone's amazement. Does that have a name? Is that one of, or does it just? Uh... No, it doesn't have no, a name. No. Mutt. Mutt is it? exactly like like they all are. All these yeah. new crossbreeds. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not giving him a, a a new modern crossbreed name. He's just a mutt. Just a mutt. Fair enough. And he's there with you now, is he? He's he is. Cool. Yeah, he's sleeping on the sofa in my study. Yeah. Oh, so you've, got, you've got a new a new home office then. Yes, yeah. One of the features of the house was having a um, proper study. I'd moved around in lockdown between the dining room, kitchen, bedroom, uh, study and what have you. And, and uh, so it's nice to have a permanent fixture of a office now at home. And do you have a nice view from your window? I've got a beautiful view, the village green, beautiful, loads of trees, church spire absolutely gorgeous and yeah has the village been welcoming have you met the neighbors are they all nice people living around you they're all wonderful people they've been very very welcoming it's a quite a quirky place in in Missley and um uh around the little green everyone sits outside on a nice summer's evening on little benches and with a glass of wine and invites everybody over and chats to everyone so it's oh, lovely great it sounds very nice well, well, as you know, this um, podcast series is, is designed to get to know the people in the industry behind their LinkedIn profiles. Um, we have a few questions. Um, normally, people see them in advance and, and you haven't. So I'm just going to see how this one goes. <laughs> there was a miscommunication. But we'll, we'll see how this goes. And I'll, I'll ask some of the questions. And if anything, you, you're not quite ready to answer, we can come back to it later. So let's start oh, with, um, let's start with a really really difficult one what's your most annoying habit Sarah <laughs> with oh I'm, I've, I wish I could have asked my children that um I can be a little direct I think okay in, uh, with, yeah. with, with the family or with, in work as well uh, probably everybody <laughs> yeah but maybe that's that, maybe that's helped you get to where you are today do you think that's what people have said recently yes but um but yeah it's uh, uh that's the only one I can think of at the moment Bev, but, but maybe, maybe I'm, I'm sure I've got I'm sure I've got far more we might come back <laughs> to that one. so what is there one thing that people might be surprised to know about you people who might know you already or have Come across you. I don't think many people in in a work context know that um, my passion is drama and theatre, and I've done a lot of acting and and directing over the last sort of twenty or thirty years. Um, not so much in the last couple of years, but uh, yeah, that's my sort of outside of work passion. Oh, so is, is this amateur dramatics type of thing? Yes, amateur dramatics, yeah, yeah. Will you be joining the village? Is there, a, is there an Amdram group? There in? is. The, yes, Manning Tree has its own little theatre, so I've, I've already introduced myself there and, and uh, looking forward to getting involved. So what kind of what kind of parts have you played over the years? What's, what was your...? All sorts. Um, Alan Aitbourne plays, Noel Coward plays, um, Victorian dramas, all sorts, all sorts. Probably. Do you, do you sing as well, or is it mainly? No, I don't. Unfortunately, no. I'd love to be able to do musicals, but um, yeah. Actually, going back to annoying habits, my children would probably say me singing in the car. Oh yeah, I, I'm yeah. I'm guilty of that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you like so you like to you like to you like to sing, but you haven't actually 
had been brave. I haven't got the talent for it. No. <laughs> There's your chance. It's something you need to need to work on. Um, so that that's interesting. What? Um, so moving on to this one. What? Who would play you in a film of your life? Do you think if you could choose an act, actress to play you in the film of Sarah Wilson's life, who would you think? Oh, that's a really good question. Really good question. There's some actresses. I actually, yeah, the one that really springs to mind, I guess. British actress, Sarah Lancashire. Okay. Why Sarah Lancashire? I just think she's a very diverse actress. We were talking about her the other night with the theatre group, actually. Uh, And, um, you know, she used to play Raquel in Coronation Street about 30-odd years ago. And she's really sort of grown into one of the British gems of actresses. Um, Strong lady. She was in... uh, um, gosh, I can't remember the drama series, what the name was now, but she's um, done some really gritty dramas. Okay. So, yeah, she's very versatile. Well. Would the film of your life be a gritty drama, do you think, Sarah? Yeah, it would. <laughs> it would, it would. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and if, you were, if you were on a plane and you could um, choose somebody you'd really like to sit next to, dead or alive, famous, anyone, and have a really good chat on a long, long-haul flight, who would it be and why? Another good question. We'll come back to that. Yeah. That's a tricky one. one. Okay. So let's move on to your career. What's the best advice you've been given, do you think, in your your career? Oh, gosh. Um, The mantra I've always followed is customers come first Mm -hmm. um, and deal with the facts uh yeah I'm always saying you know let's have the facts let's get the figures down and and uh it's no good just talking about it you've got to have things in black and white Mm -hmm. and things can look very different from how you imagine them in your head um and uh in terms of um I suppose I've had a lot of um uh barriers sometimes I've always been primarily doing sales and you have some bosses that say, well, that won't be worth it, or they might not do this, or they might not do that. And I always say, well, you never know until you have the opportunity to get the client. So let's get them in and then we'll figure it out. So, um, yeah, that was always instilled in me from a, a very young age, I think. Have you always been in travel? Pretty much, yes. From when I left school at 18, I worked for a independent travel management company in London and that gave me some really good training. So it was a small independent company, so you had to do everything. Gave me really, really good training in the, the business travel side. And then I moved to another company that was leisure and business travel. We kind of set up the business travel side of things and was there for quite a few years and and went into sales and business development. And um, as luck would have it, the company that I now own um, had just started up in locally in my area, initially as a Uniglo franchise. And uh, I switched to them, um, which was very fortunate. And uh after a while, after a few years, I was adopting my children and it was very difficult in those days to be able to adopt children. 
if you were working full time. So I kind of came out of travel and went into training and teaching and did that for a few years, thinking I'd be able to set up my own company, doing training and just getting all that established. And um, took two years to go through the adoption process. And we were told that it would be at least two years before you were matched with a baby. And it took six weeks. Wow. So it was a bit of a baptism of fire. And my work just sort of dropped for a while. <laughs> um, how, so old, that how, old the, how old were the children when you adopted them? Were they were both both of them three months? Yeah. Okay. So that's yeah, that's huge. Yeah. So that was lovely, but it, it sort of um, put a bit of a spanner in the works with with the You're path I'd taken. But I I did carry on with the training and teaching, and used to teach travel services and further education college and things like that and done MVQ assessing and all sorts of stuff. Uh, and then I went back into the company I, I own now um, years ago, just sort of part-time doing business development and then just sort of worked, carried on working and then my job just changed and grew and, and then uh, took over the company three years ago, eventually. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. So you, you obviously, when you went out of travel, you obviously wanted to come back in. What, what is it that makes you love travel so much? Uh, I think it's uh, it, it's so diverse, so energetic. I love the internationalism. I love the fact that we're always working people from different backgrounds, countries, cultures, languages. Um and it's very, very fast paced. Um, it, it's, business travel is so responsive to whatever's going on at the moment, whether it's political, economical or environmental. Um, it, it's always different. Uh, very, very fast paced. And I like that. Have, you, have either of your children gone into travel? Either no. Especially over the last year, the way they've seen me having to work so hard, I don't think they would now. No, I was going to say that. Would, would you, you wouldn't encourage, well, would you encourage them? Would you even, before the pandemic, would you have encouraged them to go into travel? And, and now have things changed, do you think? I would have welcomed them. I don't think I will now. No, no. no. But they're both on their own career paths anyway. That's that's good. So they're they're obviously twins. So do no, they... no, 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 no. They're, they're not twins. No, they they were both three months when I adopted them, but there was almost four years in between. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. And do they? You said they have their own their own career paths. What what do they do? Have you what? what... Um, my my daughter's um, getting into um, mental health support worker. Brilliant. And um, my son is at the m currently um, running a pub in Chelmsford and uh, waiting to see if he can get into the army. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a bit of a change. Yeah. <laughs> so he's been one of those poor pub, pub, uh, pub uh, managers that's been struggling, putting all the new measures into place and opening yes. and closing. And, wow. and he's... He's very strict about it. <laughs> yeah, he's very, very strict. So what? So how did you? How did you all cope in the lockdown? Obviously, you said you had some lovely walks and you had your grandchild. Was there anything? Did you, did you take up any new hobbies or anything? To I didn't have time. No, I guess. No, I don't like it. 
No, it was crazy. Last year was just crazy. It was just mad hours, just, just constantly having to sort of make a plan, undo the plan, make another plan. It was, uh, yeah, it was exhausting, actually. Really exhausting. Um, things that did help were the odd Zoom, uh, you know, with friends and what have you. Uh, disco bingo, would you believe? Have you ever heard of disco bingo? No, I have actually been to a, a disco bingo. Not, not on, yeah. not on like yet, and I really enjoyed it. When you hear the yeah. song, you have to, you have to cross the. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, I actually won it, Sarah. I have to say, I actually won disco bingo when I did it. <laughs> but um, I did, yeah. So, so no, not quizzes. You did disco bingo. No, I didn't do. Well, I did do a few quizzes, and we started doing a sort of Friday night with the with everyone from work doing a quiz. Um, and then I discovered this app called Fever, where you could do lots of online things. We did sort of ghost walks of London online and disco bingo and some theatre stuff, and that was a, a good break. And um, I. I helped to organise, along with Travel Mall, actually, um, and um, some other lovely people, Talent Courtyard, and we organised a sort of uh, travel industry spa day, virtual spa day. And we raised some money for a mental health charity with that. Um, How did you you do a virtual spa day? Well, this fantastic organisation called Talent Courtyard, who, who... basically were just sort of started establishing themselves prior to COVID and then went online with everything. Um, they organized the whole a program of the whole day where you can do some yoga, you can do some breathing exercises, you can choose whether you want to do some like a poetry workshop or maybe make something creative. They supply you with the little recipes you can do for lunch and stuff like that. Uh, piano recital, um, yeah, so we had a live yoga session from Israel. We had a live piano recital. Um, and it was the the best experience you could have in lockdown without going to a spa. It's yeah. really good. Uh, some massaging techniques that you can do yourself. Really great. So that was a big boost, actually. Yeah, that's that's going to get involved in organising as well must have given you some um something to focus on which, which sounds great did you have you have you missed traveling hugely 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 yeah yeah I, I, and I've had so many trips cancelled sadly I, I haven't been away since 2019 I was supposed to go to New Zealand in 2020 but had to cancel it because my father was sick um and uh and then of course didn't travel at all last year abroad um and haven't managed to get away so far this year but I'm trying to I'm planning on it in September (laughs) where where will you go if it all comes well I might come and join you in France I love France um but yeah we're not too sure at the moment we're we're still trying to kind of think of the best option I don't just want to go and lie on a beach because um I feel that that would be a bit of a waste of time now. I want to do something where you can actually go out and explore places and and be active. Yeah, I think that's that's the way it's going to go. I think, isn't it? With the, with the, on the leisure side, people just won't want to just do their weekend city break. Or if they're going to go through the effort of testing and and all the rest of it, they're, they're going to want to make it count. So yes, yeah, yeah. In what people are booking, 
Um, so if you, you know, in your bucket list though, where would you, if everything was back to normal, there was absolutely no risks anywhere and, and there was no requirements and the borders were all open, where would you, where would you want to go? Oh, oh, oh gosh, my, my bucket list is huge. Um, yeah, uh, so New Zealand, I've got to go, I've, I've got to go there, haven't been there before. Um, so I've got to get, work that in. Love the Caribbean. Um, South America, Canada, there's loads of places I haven't been. The problem is with travel, you know, you're always so busy when you're working in the industry. Um, you don't, you don't always get to take as much advantage of it as, as you should. Uh, and of running your own business, you can't get away for long periods of time. Um, so yeah, I thought that, you know, last, last year I'd be able to do loads more traveling, but of course then COVID hit. So I was scuppered again. Oh, well, it will, it will come back. It will come back. And I hope you have a fantastic time when you do get, eventually get to New Zealand, which I'm sure you will. It's been lovely talking to you today, Sarah. Thanks for taking the time. It's been great getting to know you a bit, a bit better. And, um, and I'll see you very soon. Take care. I hope so. Thank you very much, Bev. Thanks, Sarah. Bye. Thank you. The Business Travel Podcast, brought to you by The Business Travel Magazine.